0: welcome to maple syrup blood money a riverdale podcast i am your host noah cardin and joining me today as always the jingle to my jangle kyle Cardi.
1: noah i don't think that the illuminati wants us to make this episode
0: I, I don't think they do. We've had so many issues, so many trying to fucking get this thing off Problems.
1: The no joke. This might be like the fourth attempt. Like
0: You know who it is. What? You know what you know what's happening. Hmm. Sex Archie. They know we're coming for him.
1: <laughs>
0: Sex Archie we're gunning for that number 5
1: spot. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um Which, We love you, Stats Archie. Oh my god. For real, Sex Archie. We're going to do a crossover show, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, except for say no. Except for except for say no. Um, so, yeah, we've had many, many technical issues. We've been trying this for, I guess, the better part of, like, almost an hour and a half now. Yeah. Um, So, let's just get right the fuck into it. Um, okay. This week's so, episode
0: of Riverdale is called... Chapter 15, Nighthawks. And which is, after the painting... Of the two people in the diner? now The diner with no exit.
1: And it, this is the this is the part of the, the recording. We'll cut this part out at the end, Noah. Don't even worry about it. But like this is the part where I reuse the same joke that I had last time, and okay. like we just both pretend to laugh, right? Like that's okay. So just like I'm gonna do the joke, just just be cool, be cool, and then and then just, you know, we'll we'll make it sound organic, okay? Okay. Nighthawks, that sounds like an 80s action movie about airplanes! <laughs> no, you have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, Kyle, you are a riot. Fuck. <laughs> the magic is dead. Um, Nighthawks is a really good episode of, of art. of I almost said Sex Archie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's basically what the show no, is.
1: No, I didn't want to reference Sex Archie in this episode, you fucker. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really good episode of Riverdale. It's fucking Buck Wild. My favorite girl, Cheryl, gets to do a lot of really good, really fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are trying we are experimenting a little bit with our format. Um, rather uh-huh. than doing like scene by scene recaps, we're kind of just gonna hit the beats of each character's
0: uh, yeah.
1: plot in an episode and then sort of like tie up the ending all together. Um, so like let us know if you like that if you don't like that like yeah, tweeted us, do all that shit that we normally tell you at the end of the episode. But we are trying a new thing. And I think the first character that I want to talk about today, Noah, because he sort of is the one that is the most in his own little microcosm, is Archibald. Yes. So tell me about Archibald.
0: So Archie is, is super like frazzled and stressed out. He's, he's taken up this position in the household as like the protector of the house. So he's staying up super late, trying to protect his dad from the mysterious Masked man and, and stuff. And basically, the whole episode is about him just trying to get more information on the Masked man, and uh, eventually dealing with the information of like Grundy's death, and uh, figure out new ways to protect the household. Which um, yeah, which
1: as we see in the- are better plans than like stay awake with a baseball bat. And don't lock the door, right? Like so, yeah. T- take us, take us in, baby. Take us in.
0: So, so at, at some point, Archie is he's staying up at night, and and Jughead comes to the house after receiving some news about his dad, and he just walks into the house at night, <laughs> and like it's like Archie, dude, if you're trying to protect the house, you you gotta like lock, lock the Locking door. Like, goddamn, son. Um, Archie. This episode, like he gets like this slight uh, stubble to him, just like a little bit, and it kind of I, I, I think it's probably part makeup, part the stubble, but it kind of makes his cheeks look shallow. Yeah, um, shallow looking boy. He yeah, he looks
1: very good. He he looks like a very sexy homeless paranoid man. Uh-huh. Um, his hair is a little less kempt. Uh, he does have that like sunken in cheek and that stubble. He looks. He looks kind of sickly attractive, like I imagine like a Nergalite would. Um, that's right. I, I felt like Kyle, no, we can't. In we can't all of our
0: previous
1: in all of our previous references. recordings of this episode, Noah, we didn't make it unapproachable. We have to make the show unapproachable. This is for five people that we know. Yeah. Um, but like, also Archie. Hey, listen, dog. Um, Here's a little fun fact about, like, I don't know, like, choke points. Um, First off, you're in, like, the worst spot you could be in because someone could just, like, peek in through your giant bay windows. Yeah. Um, Also, like, you and your dad both sleep upstairs. Hey, dog, um, you could just put like a tin can trap at the top of your stairs that like jingle jangles. Fuck. Yeah. I didn't mean to do jingle jangle, but uh, riddle tat tattles up there Uh, and hey, guess what? That'll alert you that well, someone is coming up your fucking stairs. Well, speaking of jingle jangle,
0: we gotta move ahead a little bit. Yeah, so we it's get, a good segue. Um, I did it on purpose. We get, we get an introduction to Midge Clump who is Moose's girlfriend who, um, she goes to Reggie who is the new actor? He does a very good job. Yeah, I um,
1: I like new Reggie more than I liked old Reggie. Yeah. And <laughs> last week you were like, "Oh, we got our first glimpse of Edge," and I was like, "What the f- What the hell are you talking about?" And um, yeah,
0: she's she is in this episode. Maybe uh, not in any other some, ones though. <laughs> uh, she's out to get some jingle jangle from Reggie, um, because apparently it's like a a sex amphetamine kind of thing. Yeah, that's. I, I, I know we've talked about this many times Noah but even now it still is fresh
1: in my my blood what the fuck is jingle jangle like last week it comes in heroin yeah but it comes in pixie sticks like like a THC powdered sugar or like like the good good cocoa um, but like you take it it keeps you awake and also
0: gives you a boner. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a combination of like powderized meth and cocaine. So this school is just full of
1: juvenile meth heads. Apparently. Can you smash up E?
0: Can you can you smash up Molly and eat that? Uh I don't I don't know. I, I don't I, know I, if that would disperse it through your bloodstream too fast. I'm, I'm not that well versed in, in narcotics. Me neither. So. Hey
1: hey, people who really like ecstasy on our that listen to this podcast.
0: Hit me up. Let yep. me know. So, um, and then Archie's like, hey, Reggie, let me get some uppers so I can stay up all night and, like, not have paranoid freakouts and attack people. Oh, wait, yeah. I'm going to attack you when you show up in a mask. That's not a great idea, dog. It's just a prank, bro. Yeah, um, so Reg- Reggie tries to deliver his drugs while wearing a hood with, like, <gasps> eyes cut out and stuff like that. It's like like, this- like, the wanted posters, which, again, not glossing this one over, Nella.
1: Yep. I was enamored with the face on the Wanted posters, which is just a fucking black mask <laughs> with eyeballs. And Noah pointed out that he thinks the font is
0: chiller. It's like chiller or some other, like, uneven, horror-esque font.
1: Spooky.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, my God. It's so fucking bad. And then
1: Reggie, like, decides that it's just a prank bros Archie to deliver his drugs. And, hey, Archie... Um, not sure. Actually, you know, we don't know enough about Jingle Jangle to know whether or not it has hallucinatory effects. But, like, eh, it is drugs. (laughs) Maybe. We don't know that it doesn't. Um, Archie Um, is just a... He turns into a Shadowrun character this episode, Noah. Let's let's really make it unapproachable. Because he spends this episode buying drugs, attacking people,
0: and buying guns. Yes. Um, The other thing that happens with Archie, other than the end of the episode where he buys a handgun from dilton doily everyone um, knows
1: dilton doily is a psychopath
0: <laughs> yeah um is he also is dealing with the death of miss grande which just gets told to him like in the middle of a class up by the principal weatherby yeah kind of weird but then i remembered that like no one else knew she was a pedophile yeah I
1: um don't know. but
0: it's weird but um Archie is freaking out about that about like hey this one person you know my dad got killed this person I was in love with got killed like this person is going after people that I know and like mean things to me um, this is like the episode of callbacks because Dilton Doily and the yeah. and the whole gun loving thing there's the jingle jangle from the previous episode there's and then the bow are you talking the, the about cello bow, bow which yeah. I totally forgot about last episode like yeah she was totally strangled by a, a cello bow yeah which
1: I was watching it, and when they said, oh, yeah, she was killed with the, with the cello bow Archie gave her, I said, didn't Noah point that out last week but didn't say it was that cello bow? Good catch, Noah. Like, you um, were 100% right on that one.
0: I, I Like, I knew it was a cello bow, but I didn't realize it was the same one that Archie gave her because I totally forgot about that because it's, like, five seconds before, like, everybody and their grandmother comes bursting the door to be, like, pedophile. Pedophile.
1: Mm-hmm. Listen. Hey, listen. No use crying over spilled milk. A pedophile got killed. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, um, I don't feel bad at all. And I'm
0: kind of surprised
1: that Betty's mom wasn't like, Eh, fuck it. <laughs> Who gives yeah. a shit?
0: Uh, they also, um, there's also the return of the coroner for like a brief scene, which I thought was nice. That guy is appropriately creepy. And um, yeah. Dr. Alice Corp-son calls mom? him her ghoulish friend.
1: Oh my god. Jesus. Um, but that's really all Archie does this episode, more or less. Like he has some like hallucinations. He has some more hallucinations at Pop's Diner. He really just sits by a door, buys drugs, buys guns, and hallucinates. But like yeah. they are ramping up for some Archie business. <laughs> yeah, I'm he, he, ready for
0: it. I'm ready for Archie to accidentally shoot Jughead. Speaking of Jughead. Speaking uh, of
1: Jughead.
0: Uh, he has slightly more to do but not quite as important stuff going on his big thing is just yeah. trying to get his dad out of jail which um he goes with Betty at one point to kind of both help save Pop's diner which is like the main plot of the episode yeah. and uh see if the mayor will talk to the state attorney to try and help his dad which she's like no to both yeah and she's then, like
1: uh, get bent and then Jughead kind of is like he he basically pulls the guy from Do you ever play SimCity, Noah? <laughs> I I, I you know not exactly really, what but I I'm about know who you're talking about. Yeah, the the guy from SimCity who like is in charge of like the infrastructure and when you cut funding he's like, You will regret this That's what yeah. Juggy straight up says to Mayor McCoy. <laughs> uh
0: so they um he talks to Tall Boy, who is like I guess the current leader of the Serpents about like breaking out his dad um, I'm telling you man <laughs> they're talking about
1: buying drugs buying guns and like busting into armed compounds this mm-hmm. is going to be
0: a run season <laughs> yeah um, he talks to Tallboy about breaking out FP and then Tallboy's like hold on we need to go talk to the snake charmer who is uh, Penny Peabody the, like, the on call lawyer for the serpents who used to be a serpent herself and was she still con- is a p- serpent Still is a serpent. Yeah, she emphasizes which, that by showing her sick tat. She has this super prominent tattoo on her forearm, which not great if you're gonna be like a known lawyer. It's um, covered up. She's
1: fine. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I get, I have a lot of questions about Penny Peabody, and I am interested to explore that because like everyone makes it seem like, even Penny Peabody makes it seem like, oh yeah, I'm a serpent. Like I'm I'm in the the gang. Like, uh-huh. and I look out for the gang. But then at the end of the episode,
0: that seems to not really be the case. She's like, she's sort of this wild card within the serpents, it feels like. It seems like she's kind of got her own plans happening at the same time as the serpents. Exactly.
1: Like, if she existed, if, if specifically the serpents put her through college and set her up to be their lawyer, why the fuck isn't she representing FP?
0: yeah yeah um effie knows that she's very dangerous and like at the end of the episode she's like jughead i know what you did don't talk to her anymore don't do any favors for her because jughead she got information um from penny on a favor um yeah
1: uh, which anytime like that is a surefire way in storytelling like whatever medium it is mm -hmm. if if a character says oh don't worry about payment we'll just You know, you'll just owe me a favor. That character is a monster. Yeah,
0: (laughs) like Um, almost assuredly. So, uh, him and Betty go to Thistle House, which is the off-property household of the Blossoms. Now uh, that Thornhill is burned down,
1: I thought Thistle House might have just been like another building on the property. Like, like, oh, this was the servants' quarters. But Thistle House (laughs) is just as spooky, if not spookier. It has a conservatory
0: that's just, like, covered in plants. Betty stole my
1: very good joke. I wrote it down. I wrote my very good joke down, and then Betty used it, and I said, well, all right, I guess I'm not that clever. Uh, Hey, Riverdale, I could write for you, though. Hey, Um, Roberto, get at us. They have a very uncomfortable dinner scene Mm -hmm. in which they try to appeal to... The surviving blossoms, really only poison ivy and
0: the mummy. Poison <laughs> the mummy.
1: <laughs> I would have gone with maybe like fire. What is it? Firefly or fire firefly bug. I can't remember which one's the Batman villain.
0: I know, I know, because she's wrapped in bandages. She looks like hush.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forget if it's firebug, but she talks to that one uh-huh. and and fucking poison ivy in a room that I would have sworn I have seen on the Gotham TV show.
0: And it is just oh, like
1: such an ominous, dark conversation, uh-huh. just like the atmosphere by itself, and the content itself isn't isn't anything worse than par for the course. like mm-hmm. obviously Cheryl goes, mm, get bent, nerd um, yeah. and the mom is uh, I think Wait, still we... just intimidated. Yeah,
0: because they're 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 asking for uh, a plea of leniency for FP so that yeah. they can he can get off on a, a lighter sentence. Yeah, that's what um, Penny Peabody
1: says. Like, oh yeah, if you get her one, if you get them to forgive him in front of everybody and plead, len- and plead leniency, uh, he'll probably have a much easier time with yeah. a reduced sentence.
0: So um, heads like, we could blackmail him and all this other stuff, but we're not going to do that because you know their dad just died and their house just burned down and all this other shit. Um, but then Betty's like, "Nah, fuck that," and straight up like blackmails. No, no, no. We work. haven't
1: gotten to the Betty plot line yet. That's my favorite okay. one this episode. Betty does so good.
0: Um, um, other than that, that's I don't all Chuck does. Uh, he gets in his neat little uh, Pop's Diner outfit and looks like a cute little boy with his he, bow tie and everything. But He does look like a cute. He does look like a cute.
1: Um, but, yeah, the boys don't do much this episode. This seems like set dressing for the boys this week. Mm-hmm. And even a little bit for Veronica. Um, I have a yeah. feeling Betty's going to be on the back burner for maybe an episode or two. Just sort of, like, doing stuff but nowhere near the amount of stuff that she does this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: is a lot. Um, yeah. Veronica, right? Like, let's hit Veronica Veronica
0: next. Yeah, sure. She
1: she has a good plot line this episode, in my opinion. Um, Last week we talked about how I really, really like the lighting Mm -hmm. that they're using with the interactions uh, between, like, evil Hermione now and, obviously, evil dad Hiram um, with just, like, a lot of contrast and all, like, warm... Uh, fire light almost and the lighting continues to be on point and the performances are really really good
0: yes uh, I'm, I'm really liking Mark Consuelos as um, Hiram Lodge
1: they're uh, definitely taking him in like the, the generic like slime ball direction rather than I yeah. think what we might have been hoping for yeah. but uh, what are you going to do he does a fine job
0: he's a very handsome man he is daddy he is a very handsome man um, he shows up at several points, um, trying to talk to Veronica about, like, what's been going on with her, and all this other stuff, trying to catch up with his daughter ostensibly. Um, and Veronica is not having it. Like, every turn, she's like, uh, how about never, and all this other stuff. Which, bringing this point back up, they keep making references and being, like, really heavy-handed about, like, the the reference itself, like, explaining it almost immediately and everything and it it, it feels a little too like Yeah said, too heavy handed.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> even worse than us, like Veronica straight up is like quotes of a very specific New Yorker cartoon and like has to tell you it's the fucking New Yorker. Yeah. And Jughead is like, you look like a dream warrior from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Like yeah. it's very clunky. There's a lot of better ways that they could do it. Like the show is in season one was really good about that like quick snappy Mm -hmm. kind of dialogue rapport. Um, It still has some of it, but like polish it just a little more y'all.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like her dad comes back from a morning run and Smithers is like, Hey, don't go out that way. You're going to run into your dad. Oh, your dad's here. Um, Which apparently Smithers disappears at the end of the episode. Um, I mean, he's, he's not dead that we know of. He, I don't.
1: So here's my thing about Mr. Hiram. Mm-hmm. I don't believe
0: that he sent the gunman. I don't think he did either. I think it's some other like, party that was involved with the blossoms.
1: Yeah, he seems like a red herring to me. Yeah. Um, maybe the 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 gunman is completely unrelated. Like maybe the gunman, the Candyman or whatever, will be our tie-in for bringing sabrina in like maybe these are ritual sacrifices we'll we'll get to that
0: okay oh my god but
1: but yeah like i don't know i don't Hiram's a piece of fucking shit i don't think he's the one responsible for all this
0: so um so Hiram uh tries to talk to his daughter at several points but veronica's not having it um veronica confronts him about shooting fred and he's like no no fucking way um and then uh veronica presents the letter that he sent her um, about threatening, uh, Hermione. And then Hermione's like, no, I sent that. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. And then it turns out that, no, no, she totally didn't. Hiram totally sent that. And Hermione's, like, totally cool with it. Hermione's super scared, I think. Yeah,
1: I think she's scared, and she's also... She's protecting Veronica.
0: Yeah, like
1: she is not in an enviable situation and we can like shit on her and like say she's a villain and she is like she definitely is but i feel like she genuinely believes that she's doing what's best to take care of her daughter and herself and i can't begrudge a person doing that to, like specifically when like you share a bed with a bigger monster and escape seems impossible yeah.
0: it, it feels like she kind of fell back into she just slotted right back into that role of like the mob wife and she's keeping up appearances at least yeah her survival instincts
1: took over like yeah. exactly what that is but oh okay um now correct me if i'm wrong here um I was bringing this up when when we had our most recent audio hiccup, um, but you didn't hear it. Last season, didn't we fucking basically all but confirm that Hiram Lodge sent a bunch of Canadian ruffians to fuck up Archie's dad's business? Like, how is she not confronting that as well? Because there's more evidence for that than there is that he has anything to
0: do with the gunman. That was FP and Hermione. That wasn't... I don't think Veronica ever actually caught wind of that. I,
1: I, I would have swore that something came up with that because they were... Specifically, we found out that they weren't snakes. They were from, like, French Canada or some shit. They
0: were, they were ruffians hired from Montreal to come down and, and, and break up uh, the, uh, the workforce for yeah. Mr. Andrews. And Lodge has companies in Montreal. Yeah, I, I so, don't know. I feel like,
1: yeah, maybe I'm just misremembering.
0: But I don't remember if Veronica got caught wind of that. I think she only thinks it's because Hermione mm. tried to buy out Fred. Okay. Well, anyway. then
1: then I guess she's doing the best with what she has. Um, she does a good job this episode. Um, mm-hmm. She assists Betty in her plot lines that we're going to get to in a hot second. Yep. And, and really, she just sort of outside of dealing with her family and eventually, like, saying, okay, like, no more bullshit, I'm willing to give you another chance, but, like, full transparency. Yeah. Which is immediately like, (laughs) in, in Riverdale tradition, where it's like, okay, parents, I'm gonna believe you, but you have to be honest with me, and the parents are like, we promise. And then immediately, like, 30 seconds later in the scene, they're like, man, fuck that! Yeah. Um, so, I am interested to see where Veronica lands because basically the end of her arc is she walks back into the place where they live and Smithers is gone and the dad is like, oh yes, Smithers was sent away to deal with a sick family out of country. It's like, uh uh-huh.
0: Yeah. yeah." Um, I think between uh, Veronica constantly having to deal with her father and Archie being a gun-toning paranoid now i think that's going to start splintering their relationship to break them apart for Mm. future relationships for them to have in either later this season or next season
1: could be interesting um oh man god i'm so excited for more relationship turmoil
0: yeah um uh, betty sure so betty's got the 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 brunt of the plot this this episode she does all the heavy lifting yeah, she is on the, the like, the warpath to save Pop's Diner after it's being vandalized and, like, nobody's showing up, so Pop's is, like, trying to sell it, and he, she's like, no, no way, man, like, I love this place, We I met all my best friends here, um, this is, like, the place to be in Riverdale for all the teenagers and stuff like that. It also
1: definitely seems to be, like, one of two restaurants in Riverdale. Yes. (laughs) So I think think it is the only establishment to
0: eat food. Well, clearly no other restaurants have been pulled through the mists into... The dimension of Riverdale, so... What, what sin did Pop Tate do to get pulled into Riverdale? What dark secret is he hiding? You should hiding? have seen the things he was serving on the other side. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyway, Betty, um, she mentions Polly at one point, and, like, Polly's nowhere to be seen, like, in the last two episodes, so I'm really wondering where the fuck is Polly. Hey, um, you know who I'm worried about more than
1: Polly? Because, uh we're not really going to get a chance to talk about Cheryl, except I'm going to jam Cheryl conversation into this because she's sort of just in everybody's arcs. Uh-huh. Um, where the fuck is Grandma Blossom? Where the fuck is the Archdeacon? We don't, like, we don't know. We don't know. She is up there with Polly in, like, heaven with the angels and my <laughs> dog. Like, what the fuck? She's upstate? She Yeah, she's gone up to a farm. They're in a very nice farm upstate. That's fucking basically what they told Betty in season one. Yeah. (laughs) She's at a nice farm upstate.
0: So, yeah. Uh, Betty uh, tries to get Cheryl to um, volunteer the River Vixens to help uh, with, like, a retro night at Pops. And Cheryl Um,
1: will have none of it because she has re-seized control of the River Vixens. And And also, Josie is a River Vixen now, I guess. Like yep. it's fine. I'm fine. I'm cool with finding more ways to write her into the plot, and this seems like a good way to give people more time to bounce off of her because she sort of was her own insular thing before. Yeah. Um. But damn, that girl does a lot of extracurricular activities.
0: Yeah. Like she's totally not super super stressed out or anything. Totally not spread uh, too thin for like a 16 year old child. Uh.
1: Pa pa pa. Pa pa pa. Um. So then be- the next thing is like Betty goes with Jughead to help FP basically. In the beginning, Betty's kind of just helping everybody with everything, and uh-huh. then she says, "All right, f this noise, I'm gonna fix everything in one fell swoop."
0: Yeah. So they go to Thistle House, which is the new property. Of... We already talked about this. Did we? Okay. I'm. Uh, there's been so <laughs> many recordings. No. Yeah, I know. It's it's
1: complicated, and I just cracked my knuckles into the microphone. I apologize. Um. um but yeah, so they go to Thistle House, like we talked about before. Obviously, my favorite girl says, "Get bent, nerd." Um, so and then, most of the later, rest of the episode, she's just in Pops's diner at different intervals.
0: Yeah, so she they go back to Pops's diner, and Pops is like, "I'm gonna sell it to Chugmo," which is totally not of Bevmo stand in. Um, What's Bevmo? It's a liquor store chain. Uh, oh, and, it's like a real thing. Yes, huh. uh, it's more. I think it's more of a West Coast kind of thing. But yes, it's. Hmm.
1: Chugmo made me think of like it was like a 7 Eleven brand. Yeah. Um
0: So uh, but Betty is like, nah, fuck this noise. Nah. And like blackmails Cheryl. She, she also can, every episode,
1: because I think she did it last episode too, she leaves she orders a fucking strawberry milkshake and a cheeseburger, and then leaves Pop's diner without having touched either. Like, yes. hey, don't do that. That's food. I'm sure Juggy will eat it
0: or box it up for, her, but probably she,
1: eat it. She's got that upper class white privilege. I swear to God.
0: Uh, so yeah, so she confronts Cheryl in her lingerie um, about. Okay.
1: I didn't want to linger on it, but like, it's not just like lingerie. She's like her her bottoms are like old Hollywood ass, old porn ass, like high waisted pantalettes, basically. Like, well, they're
0: like, I think they turn
1: into um, tights. Garters? Yeah. Well, like, they're really high up. Maybe they are tights. But, like, even at the, the greenhouse scene with, with fucking Poison Ivy and Firefly, like, the mom is wearing an old Hollywood ass, like, appropriative headpiece. Like... Yeah. yeah. It, they have a very... I think that's the aesthetic they're going for with them. And, like, the stuff clearly looked very expensive, but, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I do need to point this one out. Like, Madame Petch is very pretty, and that's great, and I like seeing bubbies and butts of anybody. Like, I'll see KJ Appa's butt whenever, but, like, did she need to be in that? No. No. Totally not. No. I'm cool with it, and it, it's. but, like, to me, it's not, like, a character choice. Like, it's not out of character because no. obviously people wear undergarments. You, but you, like, you could have why? just as
0: easily done that scene not in exactly. her underwear. She, she could
1: have... like, And if you absolutely needed to sew some cleave, you could have come in while her top was off and then she puts a shirt on over it or she could yeah. have just been in her fucking cheerleading uniform. Like It, it was the whole scene. Yeah. Could you imagine how fucking... Oh, maybe it's like a vulnerability thing. Because I was going to say how... Fucked must it be to basically get shook down while you're in your underpants?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I mean, she fucking also, does. Like, she's also not like wearing quite as much makeup in that scene. Like she doesn't have like her signature like really dark red lipstick. on. Yeah, her
1: her eyes and her eyebrows aren't done up. Like it was definitely uh, after a practice, I think. Yeah, or after some sort of physical activity. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It just it felt kind of weird and unnecessary. But like i i still appreciate it as fan service i don't know i have conflicted feelings man
0: yeah no that's yeah that's 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 a good thing that you have conflicted feelings about it um but yeah betty is basically like hey i'm gonna release the snuff film of your dad and your brother if you don't (laughs) (laughs) hey (laughs) hey dog fucking do exactly what i say yeah,
1: Yeah. so, so she, she says, like, you're gonna testify and forgive FP, and also, you're gonna bring the River Vixens to Popses, or you'll never put this chapter of your life behind you, because I am gonna upload this snuff film to the internet.
0: Yeah. Um, Going back to Sheriff for just a brief second, uh, her outfit at the trial I thought was really super cute. Oh my god, like... I
1: don't even know what words I would use to describe that outfit, but, like, the cut and, like, the way the fabric flowed was gorgeous. This is why we need to get the juries on so we, we can ask them these good questions about fashion we don't know. Yes.
0: Um, so, uh, other than that, she goes to... Uh, At Retro Night, uh, which is sort of like the, the confluence fundraiser. of events. Um, yeah. Like, they're all wearing, like, very... Um, the river vixens and betty and veronica and all of them are in like little car hop kind of outfits they have like roller skates on and they've got like the little short shorts and the t-shirts and stuff um uh josie and melody apparently valerie is out with norovirus are um, they replacing her actress i don't think so i think also, she just wasn't what the fuck is norovirus it's like a flu kind of thing. It's like a 24-hour flu. Kind uh, of thing. So
1: it's not like the kissing disease, because that's mono. No, that's mono. Yeah, that's mono. I wasn't sure if it was yeah. a, if it was a smooching disease. Um, but, yeah, so apparently Betty just goes in on everybody this week. She, like, posted all over social media that the Pussycats were going to be performing. And, like, Josie's, like, Josie looks super cute in this scene, too, by the way. I'm not sure if it was, like, a, a weave or a wig because in the previous yeah. jeans her hair was not this long. But it looked very, very cute. Her outfit she was super like fucking
0: a, on point. She has a super big braid. Mm-hmm. Um, also, again, Cheryl, she's wearing, like, thigh highs. <laughs> Cheryl and is my favorite <laughs> character. She's got some of that absolute territory going on. Fucking Zetai
1: Ryoku. But yeah, like...
0: Talk about unapproachable. <laughs> fucking,
1: yeah, let's let's get real unapproachable, man. Um, but yeah, and so they're like, oh yeah, like, our girl mm-hmm. is gone. And Cheryl just continues to butt herself into other people's fucking stories. Yeah. She really does. So, she's, um, she's like, yeah, I'll be your third pussycat. Don't even sweat, dog. So, I guess the pussycats kind of
0: just have like a rotating roster of human beings now. Yeah. Uh, so the pussycats do a cover of Kalisa's milkshake um, because Cheryl be says so long as it's a cover, I can probably do it. Um, mm, mm. Well, uh
1: it's it still stands like for as much as the pussycats say that they only write and sing their own music in Episode 3 uh, mm-hmm. of last season, boy oh boy, they sure basically only do covers.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I guess it's cheaper that way, maybe?
1: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's definitely a marketing thing, I think.
0: It's a, it's a lot easier for people to to recognize. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so they spend the night um, serving uh, burgers and milkshakes and stuff like that. Al shows up Uh, And starts just. She has the sixth sense. She's she's Spider Man, as you said in our previous recording.
1: (laughs) Guys, I promise the previous recordings were so much better than this.
0: It was really good, you guys. Nah, Um,
1: fuck it, they sucked.
0: Um, Yeah, she's got that spider sense thing, man. And she notices every drug deal, and the serpents show up, and she's like, "Hey, guess what, Betty." You're totally letting, like, crime into the north side of town. Good job. She also notices,
1: like, the lodges being sketch as fuck. Like, she Mm -hmm. just happens to look everywhere she needs to look, up to and including outside of the fucking diner, at something that she has no right to have ever noticed.
0: Yeah. So um, Reggie, like, delivers the uh, jingle jangle to Moose and Midge, who go off to have a good time, or so they think, um <laughs> The uh, Pussycats sing on top of a building, which I think might be in
1: violation of the fire code. That seems really unsafe for a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, um, like Pops' insurance must go through the roof. Uh the lodges buy Pops's. But
0: keep it on the hush hush, the down low. Um as uh the lodges and Veronica kinda of, they kind of make up, but yeah, they they keep their buying of uh, Why Pops's. does he buy it?
1: I don't know. Like, financially, it doesn't make fucking feel sense. Like, a restaurant is a huge risk for investors. the yeah, idiots f- think restaurants are easy. I get that it's established, but, like,
0: you're not going to see fucking money for a f- very long time, Hiram. I f- I, I'm feeling like it's going to be a El Poyo Zermano kind of thing. Where they're f- oh, like a laundry? Yeah. Mm.
1: That's P- actually possibly. probably... That's actually probably a fair point. You've seen Breaking Bad, right? I, I, no, I fucking hate Breaking Bad. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, so like I, this is gonna sound kind of weird and and terrible, but I had a uh, disabled aunt, and just like, some like something about like speech impediments and like watching, um, stuff like Walt's son, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. Uh, so like okay. I don't watch that for that reason and also okay. just like breaking bad doesn't interest me in general but okay. yeah so like i have a lot of trouble with media like that okay okay yeah wow anyway. shit that got real yeah. um <laughs> so uh, other the jokes that, are on fire um pee poo poo yeah so they buy the lodges no the lodges buy the place yes yes and then we get the ending scene
0: so the ending scene uh Archie buys a gun from Doily on Sweetwater Bridge, which is in between the two towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see Moose and Midge, like, making, doing Jingle Jangle, which is, like, again, we and see a pixie it. pixie stick. Yeah. Pixie sticks before, um, and they're, like, they're making out, fooling around, before it turns into, like, a slasher movie.
1: Yeah, they were, like, in the woods, and
0: I was like, are they going to get manned? Yeah. But hook. no, they got <laughs> hook Gangland. Card-ort. Yeah. Um, they got Zodiac Killered. So, oh, my God. So, uh... They're like, they see somebody behind them start walking up with like a flashlight, and they're like, oh shit, like, gotta be quiet. How do you
1: not just fucking hit reverse and just book?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it could have been like police or something like that. But well, they'll
1: catch up to me. I ain't gonna take that risk. Live your life like it's a horror movie, y'all.
0: Yeah, but uh, the Max Man comes up with a flashlight and just blows away Moose and Midge. Fucking lights them up. I think they're dead, dog. I don't. I don't know. They. I think maybe Midge could be alive because yeah, Moose because was in Moose, front of her. They did a lot to introduce Midge, and we
1: didn't really see much of Moose last season. Yeah. So I'm thinking Midge might make
0: it. Yeah. A lot of so, alliteration. Um, so this is straight up like actual Zodiac killer like event that happens yeah. in the woods. Um, the song "Season of the Witch" by Donovan plays. Which, Ooh. again, is, like, we're going to get Sabrina at some point. I know we are.
1: Um, it, they are telegraphing that this guy is related to Sabrina. Like, I really, really
0: hope that's what they're doing because I'm so horny for that. Um. So, the song, Season of the Witch, was released in 1966. <gasps> if you flip the 9 upside down, it says 666. <laughs> no, the Zodiac we're killings going? were from 1968 to 1969. Like, this is a, a very obvious sort of reference that comes on a here. bit of a jump. <laughs> Those are the confirmed killings. The actual range uh, goes from 1963 to 1970. Okay. I, all right.
1: I'll give it to you then. I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna guff you on that one. Good detective work. And detective, detective the, one of the
0: murders was exactly the same situation. He kills a pair of lovers in their car. Oh, um, shit. So yeah. Oh, shit. So um, that's the episode... Um, It's a good
1: episode. I'm very excited for next episode.
0: My only only complaint is kind of the end of the episode just because they introduce Midge and and then kill her. And then they kill her. And I feel like they're going through characters too fast. I think that Moose is dead and Midge is fine.
1: Yeah. Because, Um, like, they're kind of toothless when it comes to killing. Also, like, I don't think Killing Grundy is going through characters. Like, we resolved her, like, episode
0: four last No, but, season. like, she was... <sighs> like,
1: what else? What other fucking storyline like are we going to get she out of
0: her? I a, a, a decent enough person to kill off because, like you said, her storyline had been resolved. But, like, there's you only like so her. many teenagers in Riverdale High.
1: Yeah, especially named ones. Especially,
0: yeah, named ones we get from, like, the comics and stuff, so
1: yeah if they don't kill at least moose it's gonna feel a little toothless um yeah. it's gonna feel a little fucking days of our lives uh but i hope midge makes it even though she has a mullet not crazy about that but who am i to tell someone how to be comfortable in their own hair and body um has got
0: like a, a lady mullet
1: yeah it's cute whatever um but yeah so that was nighthawks mm-hmm. with an x you oh, got to make sure it's spelled with an X, um, <laughs>
0: like the Tom Clancy game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn
1: it. Sure, I know what that is. Um, so for so if you want to get up at us because we are trying to keep these ones a little shorter, uh, like twenty minutes shorter, um, you can tweet at us at Maple and Blood at twitter.com. Uh, we check that a lot. We got some some lovely. Did we mention Sex Archie on this episode, Noah? I'm in, like, a I fever started. Feud. I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode, Fuck, but yeah. we can mention them again. I was going to be like, yeah, we got we got a sweet tweet from our favorite podcast, Sex Archie. <laughs> I, every time I say the name, I laugh, and I don't want people to think that's because I think it's, like, bad. I think it's that good. Like, it's yeah, so it's a very good name. Good. It's so um, funny. Um, you can get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mapleandblood. Uh, Gmail is mapleandblood at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. What else we got?
0: Uh, there's our websites, the Podbean website and the WordPress, which are mapleandblood.podbean.com and mapleandblood.wordpress.com. We also have a Tumblr, which would be mapleandblood.tumblr.com. Um, I've gotten a little lax on updating like the WordPress and the Tumblr, but I'll I'll get back to that. You're dead. To um, me. Still working on getting episodes onto YouTube. My life has been very high lately, so actually yeah, our- sitting down and editing episodes into video is...
1: Our lives are fucking chaos at the moment, completely independent of one another. Like, yeah. This is as early as we can record until both of our schedules clear up, so we are sorry we don't do day afters, but like, it just ain't going to happen for a while. Um, yeah. But I'm enjoying the show. I'm really having a fucking good time. Uh, Noah, are you doing anything on any of your other media projects So, anything you want to plug
0: uh, you can check out two other podcasts that I do um, that are role playing game related the main one is the role playing exchange uh, which is a sort of we do talk portions and we do actual plays which is us actually playing role playing games and then um, I'm also on the technical difficulties gaming podcast which I've been running a campaign for them and I'm in another campaign for them um so you can check that out um you can also find my personal twitter at common otaku that's k-a-m-e-n-o-t-a-k-u um you goddamn yeah. weeaboo i've been thinking about changing it for a while but it's kind of oh it's fine it's I, a branding it's, thing now
1: yeah it's like all of your fucking handles yeah, um pretty much so i have been streaming our tabletop games hey shit if you've listened if this is your first episode we do a lot of tabletop shit uh so if you listened to it the previous season you'll fucking realize why we're so unapproachable um uh, i am doing a star wars edge of the empire campaign right now uh we are streaming it on twitch on sundays so um you know, that's really fun Sundays at like 5.30 or 6 is when we try to start and we go until about 10.30. It is twitch.tv slash best brigade. you know, pal, P-A-L, and then brigade like the military thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very fun. Uh, we're trying to get that up on, on the YouTube as well, but like I have to figure out how to get videos off of Twitch first. I've heard it's easy, but
0: um, I'm just so busy. We can talk about it after we're done recording because I yeah. know how to do that.
1: Dope. Um, also, you can check out some of my other stuff at uh, roleplaystudios.tumblr.com. I post a lot of uh, tabletop game content, a lot of freelance work, um, a lot of graphic design stuff. Uh, take a look. Uh, it's very fun. What's some? So, uh,
0: what's a thing that you did recently that people can go buy?
1: Oh, fuck. Um, well, I'm Talking about
0: that one book.
1: No, I know, fucker, but I do a lot of other things. Okay. Um, I'm doing a card game right now. I think I have another card game. And another book but if you want to check out my most recent thing um you can check out red markets uh it is a uh economic horror tabletop game about like the world has ended but the rent is still due i think is one of the really good summaries mm-hmm. of it very very fun i know noah and his group play it a lot on their mm-hmm. podcasts check it out it's really fun i know you're not really here for this you're here for that good good uh riverdale content but you know we we work hard and if yeah. you listen to us,
0: that means you might have similar interests. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so take us out, baby. Uh, I was just gonna say, uh, one more thing. Please rate and review us on like oh, iTunes shit, yeah. and all other places, and let please, please, please let us know what we can do to improve the show for you. Yeah. Um, That's uh, huge. We're also like the Sabrina show is coming next year, so we want to know, which is fast approaching. So. We want to know like what you guys want to see as far as that, um, and we want to cover like, it for sure. Yeah, uh, when we get to like show hiatuses and stuff like that, what kind of stuff content you'd like to see there? Um, and you know, if you want to hear us talk about things that aren't Archie comics let us know we've been kicking around a bunch of ideas for other shows so i
1: I still think fun bucks is the best fucking idea we have and the logo is very good it was very good i'm I'm definitely all all of the times we joke about starting new fucking podcasts, as crazy as our shit gets we do continually talk about starting more
0: (laughs) yes yes we are seriously considering a couple different things now so god we're the uh, worst let us know what you want to hear us talk about um yeah so For Maple Syrup Blood Money, I have been your jingly host, Noah Cardin.
1: Oh, set me up with that good, good softball. And I have been your jangly host, Kyle (laughs) Cardi.
0: Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.